At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And what's going on, fine citizens? Welcome to the terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit CityCast. Lots to get to today. We're going to get right to my man, Troy Mocker, the senior content manager for Bet Rivers. Going to dive inside all the Michigan and Michigan State numbers as we get ready for kickoff this Friday and Saturday in both East Lansing and Ann Arbor. And we'll check in on the Lions as well and see what's going on with the Aiden Hutchinson, Defensive Rookie of the Year odds, Dan Campbell, Coach of the Year odds, the Lions win total at 6.5. There's no guy that's got more info at a higher level than Troy Mocker. So look forward to talking to him in just a bit. But let's uh, check in with the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers and kick off college football with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Join Bet Rivers every Saturday of the college football season for a 20% parlay profit boost of at least three legs with new promotions and props every single day. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. It's a whole new game. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. How about those Tigers? The greatest show on turf, offensive Tigers. I'm kidding. But they uh, were off, obviously, yesterday, and they get going with uh, the Seattle Mariners at Comerica Park after some crazy storms in the area on Monday. No issues uh, that we're looking at weather-wise on Tuesday. If the game had been played tonight, it's possible it might have been postponed. Uh, but it will be Kirby going for Seattle, 5-3 and three with a 3-3-2 ERA. Matt Manning, who's obviously pitched well since coming back, 1-1 one one with a 2-3-7 ERA. And the line opened kind of where I thought it was, where I said it. Uh, I figured it would open yesterday on the, on the show. About minus 154. It's up to minus 173 at Bat Rivers for Seattle, of course. The total 7.5 and, 
I have absolutely no opinion on this game. As I've told you for much of the last couple of months, stay away from the Tigers. There's way more things to bet on, including and especially football coming up right now. We're going to dive into a lot of these numbers with Troy Mocker, but just to update where we're at with both Michigan and Michigan State as they get set to kick off their 2022 campaigns this weekend. First Friday night, Spartan Stadium, Michigan State Western. This line was 17 and a half. We saw 18 and a half last week or so. It has moved four points to 21 and a half in the last couple of days. A ton of money, 80 plus percent of the tickets uh, and the, the total action uh, money-wise on Michigan State. Minus uh, 25 right now at uh, Bent Rivers, minus 112. And Western Michigan, plus 21 and a half, minus 109. The money line, Michigan State, minus 2,500. Western Michigan, plus 1050. The total, with the, the spread going up huge, the total's basically stuck where it's been for a long time. 54 and a half, there is more money on the over. Minus 114 is the, the juice on the over, and the under is minus 107. But the total is basically stuck where it's been. Uh, for the last couple of months, for the most part. And as I've told you, um, you know, ad nauseum on this show, the, the trick, especially early in college football, if you like a big favorite, you you know, anything between 20 and 40 or so points, you would lean on the over. Now, this doesn't always happen, but this is a good kind of tried and true method, uh, especially early in the season when it comes to big uh, favorites or if you're taking a big underdog. So this would be a, a game where you'd want to play the over, considering the Michigan State will likely score a lot of points and Western can throw in theirs to get this thing over 54.5. Conversely, when it comes to Colorado State and Michigan, and this line has moved a tremendous amount as well, it was 27.5 last week. It was 28 yesterday. In the last 12 or so hours, 30.5 the Wolverines are favored by. Minus 113, Colorado State minus 108. We're going to talk to Troy about, is there something to read into this? Because... It's, you know, basically just the, the fact that college football in this area is starting this week uh, and people are waiting to make their bets now. They know that it's real. It's not like two, three, four weeks away, two months away. Or, you know, is there something more inside of that? So we'll get into that with Troy. I mean, I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that, yes, week zero is fine. Uh, you know, I gave you the, the Northwestern. That was my one play. They went outright. I had them plus 12 and a half, but they went outright. Uh, otherwise, that was just a weird, you know, kind of weak schedule. Now you don't have any necessarily crazily juicy matchups in week one, but you got both the local teams here in Michigan getting going. I think a lot of people are getting excited about betting them. And, of course, Bet Rivers is the big footprint in the state of Michigan and the Midwest entirety. Uh, that's why we're seeing some movement on that. Uh, and there's some other reasons for that as well. Uh, also, Moneyline Michigan, if you want to take that, minus 10,000. Colorado State, plus 1,600. The total, 61.5, both over and under, minus 110. We've seen a pretty big move on that, a few points on that as well. Uh, and the other trick is, if you're looking at a big underdog like Colorado State, you would lean on the under, expecting less points being scored, and that's a huge total. So let's say Colorado State does cover the 30. Michigan wins, uh, you know, 42 to 10. You're under the total in, in Colorado State. Or I'm sorry, 40, 40 to 10. Colorado State would cover that that 30 and a half, and you would definitely have the under the total easy in that one. That's kind of that, as I mentioned, trying to true method early in the season. And also the Lions, the Eagles, week number one at Ford Field. We're still a little ways away from that, but we've seen a little movement. This was four and a half for a minute with the Eagles. It's back down to four. Eagles minus four, minus 108. Lions plus four, minus 113. Money line Eagles minus 200. Lions plus 163. And the total, 48 and a half. Not much movement there. The over minus 19. More juice on the under at minus 112. And I think we're going to see a lot of action on that total as we get closer to game time. You still have, you know, almost two full weeks to get to that when it comes to week one 
in the NFL. And you take a look at some of the numbers, we're seeing basically 70 per, excuse me, uh, yeah, 72% of the money on the Eagles' money line, 70% of the bets, 91% or so of the money on the Eagles' spread, 79% of the bets, and 79% of the money and 85% of the bets on the over. When it comes to the Lions' win total, six and a half, 70 plus percent of the money on the over, and 85% of the tickets on the Lions' over. Six and a half, right? Strip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bat Rivers. And coming up next, my man Troy Mocker, the senior content manager for Bat Rivers, will dive into all the different Michigan, Michigan State, and Lions numbers for you. Is Peyton Thorne at 80 to 1 a good Heisman play? How about JJ McCarthy and Kate McNamara? 100 to 1. We'll get into all that stuff coming up next with my man Troy Mocker right here on the terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit City Cast brought to you by our great friends at Bat Rivers. Kick off football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all football related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and back your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. And here he is in the king of the world. What a great time of year to talk to. It's always a great time to talk to my man Troy Mocker, the senior content manager for Bent Rivers. But when you've got college football that has already started, and then here in Michigan, we've got Michigan and Michigan State starting this week, and the Lions not too far off from there. It doesn't get any better, Troy. Football is back. I love it. Uh, it's one of my favorite times of year. Uh, and, and, you know, summer is great and all, but it does get a little long, long in the tooth a bit towards the end of August. So when you get, uh, you know, while the slate of games in week zero aren't incredible, they're football. And you got lines, you got action on it, the line moves. You got some teams making bad decisions. So you, you jump right in. And this weekend, uh, is, is I'm super excited for it. Not as many top-notch games as I would anticipate or I would expect, I would have figured maybe maybe they're waiting uh, till week two. And I, I know, what is it, uh, Texas, Ohio State, which should be good on uh, week two. But um, uh, just excited that football's back. I, I kind of wish the NFL were starting this weekend as well. Just just shoot it into my veins all at once. Yeah, but I kind of like, and by the way, the week zero, uh, you know, Northwestern, Nebraska, I mean, Nebraska sucks. But, you know, no good games week zero. And you're right, week one, it's kind of a lot of, you know, mismatches. But I like kind of, you know, kind of leaning into it and taking, you know, letting the, the crescendo kind of build. I like the fact that you've got that extra kind of 10 or so days, let's hear the Rams and the Bills, from the end of the three-game preseason and then the cuts to 52, which come up today, uh, or 53, excuse me, and then having, you know, an extra, you know, almost two weeks because it lets you kind of enjoy college football. And then all of a sudden you got NFL for the next, you know, three, four months, which is, I think, awesome. But you know, we'll get to the lines here in a minute, but I want to start with college football with you. And let's talk about the Michigan State Spartans. And you and I have, have talked over the summer, and you've been sending me some very interesting numbers when it comes to Michigan State's win total, the 7.5, and, and where it ranks kind of nationally as far as a, as a fully bet over. I know it was top five for much of the year. We'll, we'll check in and see if that's still what's at as we get set for the season. But also just kind of what we've seen with the opening game, which takes off Friday or lifts off Friday at Spartan Stadium. I mean, that line, Troy, was 17 and a half, 18 and a half for pretty much the entire summer. Now at Bet Rivers, the Spartans are 21 and a half point favorites over, I think, what's going to be a pretty, you know, average, if not even below average, 
Western Michigan team, but still a team that can score some points for Tim Lester. I wonder what you've seen with that over the last couple of weeks. Well, it's really interesting that, yeah, the line has changed. Obviously, the money line has changed as well. Um, it has been gradual. What It didn't automatically go from 18 and a half to 20 and a half and 21, 20. It, like, it, every week or so that I was checking and logging, it was changing by a point and then another point. Right. So it has just been as people, as the book gets more, as people are betting on it more, as we're getting more money on all Michigan State bets, I think there's just been like a slow realization that this is probably going to go up or uh, there's been enough money coming in on the Spartans that, you know, we have to put it what it is. But really interesting, the over-under has not budged at all. I believe it's still 54 and a half. Yep. Uh, it stayed that way forever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, um, uh, one of just a handful of over-unders that has not changed. And I've been logging these for the last three months, um, like every three weeks, just uh, marking down. And now uh, much more frequently, uh, but just marking down how the odds change. Uh, and this one has not budged at all. Um, and you think, especially in, you know, early, early week against the, in potentially a blowout game, that you get a little higher, but you, you just never know. And especially some of the, the over-unders from week zero were, were in, indicative of that. Yeah, well, and you look at, you know, this Michigan State team, and as I mentioned, you know, throughout the summer, you had that Michigan State 7.5 over as one of the top five most bet at Bet Rivers anywhere overall. And, you know, once again, we've discussed this. There's a big footprint, of course, in the Midwest for Bet Rivers, Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, you know, the New York area, of course, now. So there's a lot of Big Ten fans there. And obviously here in Michigan, there's a ton of Michigan State, Michigan fans as well. Where are we at with that win total? I know the juice has moved a little bit on the over. Are we still looking at it as a kind of a top five over as we get set for the season to start for the majority of teams, obviously, that didn't play in week zero? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's still there. It's it's number four overall. Um, and it's gotten some, you know, there have been some other Big Ten teams uh, that have kind of pushed them. Uh, Maryland, surprisingly. Um, but I think when you, when you look at over-unders, the popular ones to the public, they don't line up with... Uh, you know, the teams that are going to be there in the futures market as well at the at the top of the shortest odds. You know, not a lot of action on on Alabama over it because it's probably 10 and a half or 11 and a half. Uh, and, right. and all, all that or is Georgia. There. Yeah, exactly. So you're looking at teams that either the book is, uh, you know, uh, overvaluing or or drastically undervaluing when you look at it at, at a program, especially some of these uh, middle of the pack programs that are surging or you know are, are overshadowed by other teams. In the case of Michigan State, where like a, a Maryland, you know, they are in, in middle lower pack of football for the Big Ten, and yet you know uh, what what is it? I, I think it's moved to six, but it was five and a half. And you know, all, for a middle of the pack team, all you need to do is take care of business in the first three weeks and then win two, three conference games. And so evaluating the teams you think in the middle of the pack are going to be much better. Um, and I think Michigan State, because it, it, because of the shine on uh, Michigan, Ohio State, and even Wisconsin, uh, that uh, you know they, they are going to be given a number that you can either bet heavy on or fade uh, drastically. And I think uh, you know seven and a half is a really good number for them because they're coming off a year where they probably did better than anyone expected. So that number is going to be a little bit lower. 
Yeah, Troy, I'll tell you, I think, you know, I've said this on the, the Trent City cast for, for months now. I think both Michigan and Michigan State's number are exactly where they're supposed to be. I think Michigan State could be, you know, a 7-8 win team. Uh, I know they won 11 last year, and everyone loves, you know, what Mel Tucker is doing there. But they're playing a lot with that transfer pizza portal, and you know, and all those guys are going to gel. I think Michigan coming off the big losses on defense, figuring out who their quarterbacks can be, which we'll get to in a minute here. Uh, and I want to get your thoughts on that, too. But, you know, this is a team that has uh, Iowa on the road, Ohio State on the road. We know what happened with the Ohio State Buckeye game last year. I think Michigan's probably going to be a 10-win team. Could they win 11 or 12? Of course they could. So both those, you know, overs to me seem exactly where they should be. And like you mentioned with a team like Georgia or Alabama or something like that, not a tremendous amount of value. By the way, Spartans over 7.5 is now minus 127 earlier, been like minus 113. The under, by the way, is even money. And then let's, let's talk about these Wolverines here. They open up on Saturday against Colorado State. A game I'll be at in uh, person where the great maze in blue. But Troy, let's talk about that spread before we get into anything else. It was 27.5 forever over Colorado State. And much like the Michigan State line, even though it was a little more gradual than Michigan State, you saw that kind of jump up a, a point and a half, two points in the last you know week or so, or last few days. Michigan's now a 30 and a half point favorite, minus 113 against those silly Rams. And you know, Michigan should roll in this game. And you know, I'm gonna get to the quarterback situation here in a minute, but that notwithstanding, they're clearly an incredibly better team than Colorado State. It's not like they're, you know, they played them in basketball in the NCAA basketball tournament and, and took them down. This is a little different story when it comes to the football programs. But what about the movement on the, the line? And what about the movement on the total up to 61.5? There were 57s out there a week or so ago. And now you're seeing a huge move with Michigan minus 30.5 and the over uh, the total 61.5. Yeah, and this huge movement has taken place in the last 12 hours from, yeah. uh, you know, early, early in the week. Um, I, I marked this down uh, Monday morning. And, uh, you know, Michigan was 28.5 point favorite. Total was 58.5. And, uh, and we're now recording this. Uh, like eight hours after I did that, and, and it's now at sixty and a half on the on the total and thirty and a half, and that's uh, due in large part to the fact that Michigan uh, is is now uh, the spread. They're the, the most wagered on spread of week one of the college football season, and on top of that, ninety two percent of the the spread handle for the game is on the Wolverines. So a lot of early week uh, football's back. Let's see what we got um, uh, action on the Wolverines. For me. Anything over 30 is is dangerous uh, because, yeah, you're going to get a blowout, but all it takes is one weird play at the end. Backdoor cover, Troy. Vanderbilt did to Hawaii, which has got up by 55. So if you have a screwy situation, you know, you're rarely going to see any 44 and a half plus. So, like, uh, getting up 40 points is hard. And I don't like to screw around if you're up 33, and that's when a lot of wacky stuff happens when you're up 37 and the line is, is 33 and a half. Right. And let's kind of, you know, slice this down. You know, I mentioned the quarterback situation. The big news over the last few days is Jim Harbaugh has announced we made a decision. Now we have no decision yet. What we're doing is starting Caden McNamara, of course, took him to the Orange Bowl and won the Big Ten for the first time since 03 last year. He'll start game one against the Colorado State Rams. And then J.J. McCarthy will start game two against Hawaii. And the way it looks right now, it would have been able to win by 53, I believe. Maybe Michigan will be a 60-point favorite against Hawaii because Hawaii sucks on the mainland anyway. But that's the way it's going to go. And they're going to start, you know, decide after week two. And it works out great for Michigan, who has a very easy schedule. The first four games at home, you know, Connecticut's game three, Maryland's game four. So it works out well where it gives Harbaugh a chance to see how these guys take their own games and, and start their own games and, and how it all works out, uh, you know, to see how they look in their in their own contests. 
that are that Harbaugh's already mentioned. But when you look at the way that the line, at least the, this win total as we talked about, the, the win total nine and a half. It's up to over minus 152. There were minus 120s and minus 127s at Bet Rivers just a few weeks ago. We saw it steadily climb to the 130s, now the 140s, now the 150s. I don't think we're going to see seven, Troy, right? So is that is anything built into that where, you know, you guys are looking at the quarterback situation? And I'll get to the Heisman odds on that in a second. But is there anything built into that, the fact that there has not been a decision made, but at least a decision for the first two games made? Uh, maybe a little. I, I wouldn't necessarily believe that. I, you know, um, is not someone who's who's making the the line changes or anything like that. But I definitely think that what took place uh, in week zero has impacted uh, college football uh, across the board as it relates to teams that are going to play those teams. I think books have been very anxious um, to to see uh, get an early indication of how they can project going forward. Um, and, and just in the amount of changes that have taken place on, on Monday after uh, week zero have been really interesting, not just in the lines for next week, but in over-unders um, and as well as uh, futures. Um, and it's just really surprising, you know, like we've seen big shifts in, in point totals um, and team totals if, if they're playing a team like Nevada or a team like a lot of the teams in the Big Ten have changed because of what happened to Nebraska. Nebraska were, was being adjusted uh, because of the amount of money that had come in preseason. You know, they climbed up to number three and uh, over eight was the, the third most wagered on win total in the, the Big Ten behind the aforementioned Michigan and Maryland. Um, and that clearly got off to a very poor start in Ireland. Uh, so I think you're seeing a lot of adjusting because everyone's just trying to get an edge, even the book is, as well as the public, um, and and learn more about what they predict going forward. Yeah, it's interesting. I think like I think you made a great point there. I think that a lot of it's because there's anticipation that the college football is starting, and then if it's your team, and of course the, the Michigan markets or Pennsylvania or New York, where there's teams that people are betting on, they love, and obviously here in Michigan, Michigan, Michigan State, it's maybe less than the fact that they, they Harbaugh announced this quarterback situation, and it's more of the fact that this this week is the game. And that people are, a lot of people don't like betting early on. I mean, obviously, if you're a sharp player, you, that's what you're doing. You might have a bet in July. But I think it's, it's some of this probably a lot of people to say, wow, it's game week. You know, we're less than a week away. Let's throw our bets down there. And it's obviously pumping the lineup a lot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, uh, if Michigan had a trickier schedule early on um, with like a, a big marquee matchup, even like a, against the Washington and, you know, they, like last year where they stumbled out of the gates uh, and it clearly wasn't the game we thought it would be um, with this situation. I think in a scenario in which you're, you're, you're being tested early on, that is where you'd see more adjustment that maybe, oh, that that full win. Uh, that we the book was kind of uh, counting to Michigan already has now become half a win where because you're not sure what's going to happen with two quarterbacks and and the you know everyone knows if you have two quarterbacks you don't have none um, so uh, you know and also having having been a, a college athlete in a position that there's only one of you on the field at once uh, when and and being swapped in halfway through the game uh, it's 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 really hard to find a rhythm. Um, unless you have packages designed, uh, and you know you're you know you're only playing uh, two downs per per series, things like that. So it should be something to watch. Uh, like you said, uh, against Ohio, it could be one of you know the largest spreads we've posted, and that's including when Alabama plays like a Savannah State or something like that. Um, so, uh, but given how you know uh, everyone grades how the two quarterbacks play in this first game against Colorado State, I think we'll. Uh, really show in the line for the next game, given sure. that Hawaii is going to be um, on the wrong end of some of the largest lines of the year. People will bet UConn like it's UConn last year, but I think it's probably going to be Hawaii to be the you know uh, notable team in the country to just 
get uh, massive lines against every single week. Poor Timmy Chang. I remember actually doing an interview with him on a, on a previous show I did, and what a great kid. He's taking over there in Hawaii. That team is bad. When you lose that, Vanderbilt's a pretty bad road team. I mean, they have more talent, of course, than Hawaii, but they're normally not good on, on the road, and I know they were out there a little longer than they usually would have been getting set for the season. When you lose that badly to Vanderbilt, you're in trouble. I know it's just one, one game, uh, but that was a, just a wacky start. Let's talk about the Heisman Trophy. And uh, to me, I mean, all due respect to Peyton Thorne, I understand why he's got better odds than McNamara and McCarthy because we don't know who the starter's going to be at full-time for Michigan. But I think there's way less of a chance that a, a Peyton Thorne at Michigan State this year could win a Heisman because you've got to have a lot of wins. I don't think Michigan State's going to have 11 or 12 wins. Uh, I mean, is it possible? Sure. But right now, Peyton Thorne, 80-1 to at Bent Rivers. J.G. McCarthy and Kate McNamara, basically what they've been for the last several weeks, both 100-1. to I know Peyton Thorne at one point was... 70 to 1. I know he's moved down a little bit there, but what are you seeing as far as action on the Heisman Trophy when it comes to Michigan State's Peyton Thorne and then Kane McNamara and McCarthy for Michigan? Well, I can tell you that uh, very, very limited uh, uh, action on, on um, the trio just mentioned right there. I mean, not, not, there's not a little Michigan, Michigan State fans. I think they're, you know, Kane McNamara is going to win the Heisman this year. I'm shocked. So I'm very surprised that we don't that there isn't more action in general on the Heisman. Because if you think about it, you know, it's a new person every year. It's a, a damn near impossible right. to win back-to-backs. So immediately you take out one guy. Um, you know, uh, and, and then it's really going to be more often than not quarterbacks. So, like, you can weed people out pretty quickly. And that's uh, usually, you know, a lot of times you get sophomores who, who we know about, we think they're going to be great in a year, and they're great right now. Um, and so you can get people at really good odds, really good value. Yeah, you're 50 to 1, 70 to 1s, 80 to 1s. Uh, and so we don't even have, like, I would expect more volume, maybe not a huge ton of, of handle, but um, I, I would, if I was a better on the Heisman, which I'm not, uh, because I think it can be a crapshoot and a little bit political to, to some degree. Sure. Um, uh, but so I think there's a ton of value out there in quarterbacks, like you mentioned, the, the two quarterbacks at Michigan. Because um, if a team's hot, more more likely than not, uh, it, the shine's going to go to the quarterback. Uh, and so in this case, maybe that's what Harbaugh's trying to do is say two, and hopefully one will take, uh, you know, grab the bull by the horns and, and you know, uh, just a thrill. Um, but if looking at the Heisman odds and, and the money we're getting, it's a wide variety of players um, and mostly at the quarterback position and a lot at, uh, you know, in your 100 to 1, 40 to 1, 80 to 1. Um, uh, so it's been really interesting. But I think in the next week, week and a half, is when you'll see the most Heisman betting. Um, after you get sure. one week where you can pounce on that guy at 80 to 1 after he scored, you know, uh, he threw for four, ran for two, uh, and looks like the next big thing. And you could catch him at really good odds before he's, you know, down to uh, 12 to 1 in, in, by week three. Yeah, don't forget, maybe Donovan Edwards, a 100-plus one-to-one play, uh, could be a possibility in Michigan as well. There's a lot of people who think he's a, a sneaky Heisman contender. Uh, as far as the national championship odds go and the Big Ten odds, I know for much of the last several months, Troy, Michigan has been in the top you know, seven or eight as far as the, their national championship odds. They're around 50-to-1, Michigan State 150-to-1. Not a lot of love for the Spartans there. And then as far as the Big Ten goes, I know they've been in the top three or so for the majority of the summer when it comes to their plus 8-to-1 or 850-to-1 odds to win the Big Ten. Are we seeing anything significant with Michigan or Michigan?
betting-wise for the national title and for the Big Ten. Yeah, so on the Big Ten for Michigan, uh, there's been an uptick in, in wagering there um, to win in the last uh, – in, in the month of August, I would say. You know, uh, they they entered the month with about 14% of the handle to win the Big Ten. They're now at about 20% of the handle to win the Big Ten. Um, and while that might not seem a lot – uh, you know, uh, Ohio State had 76% of the handle to win the Big Ten entering August, and they now have 73. Clearly, some of that money is 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 gone elsewhere. Um, but uh, Michigan is really the the only team other than Ohio State to have a, a strong backing in bets and money in the last 30 days to win the Big Ten. Michigan State has climbed up a little bit, um, but still behind Penn State, Wisconsin, and Iowa in terms of handle. Uh, but you know, in terms of teams that have uh, similar odds or better that are. are less popular you know nebraska obviously minnesota at 1800 um not super popular in the futures market even to win the division uh but you know we do see an uptick and in, in already in the amount of uh, money on minnesota which is always fascinating to me um but it should go no surprise like i mentioned you know we took a a lot of money on nebraska win total and and so while we do have footprints here at bet rivers in illinois uh, and michigan and iowa uh those people who are in those states also love betting on the teams they know the best, which are the teams <laughs> in their conference. So we take a lot of action on Minnesota. Um, you know, we take a decent amount of action on on Maryland, even though they are one of the new teams in the Big Ten. But not for long. Uh, they will be one of the elder statesmen in the, in the next they two sure years. They sure will. Which is, Silly USC and, U and UCLA coming in. Yeah. Yeah, Rutgers and Maryland can grab them by the shoulder and say, hey, let, 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 let's show you around. We've been here for a while. Uh, Troy, before we talk some Detroit Lions here for a minute, and I want to see how much you've been loving Hard Knocks. I'm sure you've watched every episode at least four times. Uh, there is some great stuff, as always, promo-wise, going out at Bet Rivers. Let everyone know uh, what's happening Saturdays for college football with a little profit boost action. Yeah, so we're going to have daily boosts every Saturday, probably a half dozen to a dozen, uh, boosting uh, spreads, uh, boosting specific props that we make uh, to better odds. But every Saturday, just for logging on, you get a 20% profit boost for a parlay, uh, three-leg college football. And I think it's immensely valuable early in the season. Um, yeah, you know, you may be uh, on the fence about, uh, you know, Michigan 30 and a half because that's just a lot of points. But what you can do is uh, put a parlay together. Of, you know, Michigan now money line has been posted. And yeah, it's a lot. It's a, a hundred to one, um, but uh, or sorry, uh, minus 10,000. Um, but uh if you do that with three teams, as long as you're not betting on Nebraska, you know, bet on a team that has some really long odds, put together a hefty parlay of, of strong money line winners. That's, I think, a smart play, um, you know, that not enough people do that make a six leg college football parlay early in the season that has five basically guaranteed. And if they lose, right. it happens. But just don't pick the, just don't pick the, the one that it does. Uh, and then add one underdog. That you did plus 120, something like that. And that will increase uh, your odds for that parlay and make turn that, you know, five, six team parlay into some potential value. I'm big on finding plus money. And for this uh, parlay profit boost, you could do that early in the season when, you know, two years ago, we weren't posting money line uh, odds for Alabama and Clemson earlier in the season right. when they were playing Furman and, and Wofford. Um, but now you can find it. Uh, so turn it into a parlay. And you can all you got to do is pick five. But early in the season, as long as you're not, you know, getting too wild, pick the teams that almost rarely, if ever, lose um, to FCS competition. Find early odds and, and get on it, and you get 20% boosted. Whatever the the profit you would win, we'll give you to, on top. 
not only the guy has all the great info, but he's giving great betting advice as well. So it's, don't try to gun for my job on the Detroit City. It's an award-winning show, Troy. So let's just, you know, let's keep you in where you're doing. I, I'm trying. I, I'm all about finding value. I, I'm not a, a, a volume too. better. And so if you're going to, like, learn the things that the, – the benefits. So, like, oh, okay, how can I maximize the profit boost? Well, what's the easiest way to, to win on a parlay? You may not win a lot. But uh, find, you know, especially early in the season, I think early in the season for college sports, college basketball too as well, you can really beat the book in some places and also just take advantage of some of these really long money line odds and package them together and, and hope, especially in football, hope that there's not some, you know, catastrophic, what was it, Jacksonville State versus Florida State game last right. year, something like that. But again, Florida State, Power versus, the uh, was it? On. I'm going Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, things like that. Michigan as yep. well. I think it was Howard versus UNLV. It was yes. a couple years ago. Yep. That was the biggest upset. It was 44, I think, yeah. in the history of college football, point spread-wise. Yeah. Don't let it be that one. Uh, great stuff by you, Troy. Let's move to the lines here for a minute. And I got to ask you this straight up because – and I, I discussed this many times on, on my show. Because if people were getting hyped because of hard knocks, they needed to relax for a minute – was there considering, of course, the big footprint in Michigan and, and that, you know, the Midwest area where there's Lions fans everywhere, uh, was there a hard knocks bump? Because I understand that, I mean, I've watched every episode. I love the Lions. I'll never stop being a Lions fan. But you got to maintain, you know, your calmness. You can't go from 3, 13, and 1 to like 12 and 5. It's going to take a minute here. You want it to take a minute to do it the right way. But it, I'm telling you, man, it seems like everyone in this city thinks the Lions are going to the playoffs, maybe the NFC title game this year. Well, let's back up a minute. But was there a hard knocks bump? And how many times did you watch the episode? So I'm not big on the hard knocks watching. Yeah, I figured. Uh, I'm, I'm big on the recaps. Uh, I'm just on TV in general, I don't watch a lot of shows. I watch a lot of uh, YouTube highlights of shows because they just... Well, you're a big anime guy. I know you like a lot of Japanese anime. <laughs> Maybe middle school Troy a little bit, but uh, uh, but so I think maybe there was a little bit, but uh, of a hard knocks bump. But I think the important thing is uh, not every team that is on hard knocks is in this position to get that bump. Where right. I think with a really good draft, which I, I believe they had, the Lions had, um, the public in general seems to be very high on Dan Campbell. They ended the season well, which isn't always in indicative of it being great next season, but it's what we all think. You know, if you if you end the season, uh, you know, with some young guys and you win three of your last four and you're like, oh, you know, we can carry that. I don't know if it carries over to seven months from the last game or however long it is. Um, but the Lions, even though they were, you know, near the cellar, they – they have some of the stronger positive momentum, positive upward momentum of any team in the NFL, and I, you know, that happens. It can't be much worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When when you're in and around rock bottom, uh, that will happen. But as a, as a fan of the Washington Football Team, I'm very familiar with this feeling of, ooh, we got better. There no ex the expectations are still very uh, around the Mendoza line here, so it's, I understand why there is especially in the NFL. I understand why there is this much, not hype, but um, uh, anticipation. Uh, because teams that do make the playoffs don't make the playoffs the next year. And teams that were terrible do surge. Now, there are teams that have kind of historically bad uh, production, like both your team and my team, uh, that just can't seem to get out of their own way. But everything 
on the surface level indicates the Lions are headed in the right direction. And the betting kind of seems to indicate that, uh, both in the fact that, you know, uh, right now there, there are more bets in the state of Michigan on the Lions to win the Super Bowl uh, than any other team. And I believe there's the fourth most money in the state of Michigan on the Lions uh, to win the Super Bowl. Uh, again, probably not happening this year, but just to see them, uh, it's a good sign, you know, to see in some of the states that they're just dominated by local teams, Arizona, uh, Colorado, uh, New uh, Louisiana, uh, Michigan, um, and, uh, and in Illinois, even though the, you know, the bears are, going bears to be, suck. they're going to be dreadful, but it, it, you, one thing that you learn is that markets go both ways. You know, right now we have more money on the bears to go. zero and 17 than any other team. And that's not going to happen. If there's any team, maybe it's the Texans. I don't think it's going to happen, but we have so much more money on the bears to go. zero and 17 because they're, if there's such a huge footprint, there's a lot of people thinking, you know, they're going to go to the NFC championship game, but just as many people who hate their team and think they're going to be the worst team in the NFL. Right. And by the way, the numbers on the Lions, 12.3% of the, the tickets on the Lions for the Super Bowl in Michigan. Bills second, Rams third, Chargers fourth, Chiefs fifth. And then percentage of money, as you mentioned, Lions fourth with the Bills. Bengals actually have the largest percentage of money in the Super Bowl uh, as far as uh, or largest percentage of, of the actual overall money in Michigan. And then the Chargers are the second. That's one of my plays at uh, around 18 to 1. And the Broncos third, and the Bills and Lions right there around fourth. So, you know, I, there's a couple things I wanted to check in to see where we're at. And let's start with week one, right? I, we've seen a little movement. I know that a couple, you know, a month or so ago, when you kindly came on, as you always do, we had the Lions as four and a half point underdogs at home against the Eagles. Anywhere, you know, it's kind of like volleyball back between four, four and a half. But it's at four. It's a solid four right now. Uh, I know back uh, about a month or so ago, you know, 72% of the money was on the Eagles' money line. 91% of the money was on the Eagles' spread. 79% of the money was on the over. We, are we seeing similar numbers, Troy? Or the fact that we're getting closer and closer to kickoff maybe is going to put a lot of Lions' money back in the fold? What are you seeing with that? Yeah, well, so, you know, uh, the the line, it, it opened to four uh, in the favor of the Eagles and then moved to four and a half, and then it moved back to four. Um, Over-under is really the only big mover, I guess. Uh, open 46 and a half, it's at 48 and a half. Uh, and, and right now, you know, we're looking at 82% uh, of the money is on the Eagles to cover. 68% uh, of the bets is on the Eagles to cover. Um, but, you know, uh, and it's kind of the same for money line, 84% of the money, 73% of the money or of the tickets on the Eagles to win. And then the over-under, it's 65% uh, of the money and 73% of the tickets on, on the over. Um, so still in the favor of the Eagles. Um, and Eagles money was coming in strong early on, both in the futures markets and for week one. Uh, I think there was a lot of hype around what the Eagles did uh, in the offseason. I think especially in our markets and, and teams that are kind of in trying to break through the ceiling into the elite, the Eagles are thought to be one of those teams that had an incredible offseason. And so the Eagles and, and Lions are really two. I'm excited that they're playing in week one. I think it's bad because both teams had very good offseasons in my book and could both get off to a really good start to the season, um, uh, but they're playing each other. So it's going to be really a good indicator of where both teams are at, uh, just because both teams are expected to be a lot better than they were last year, um, both you know moving from the bottom of the barrel to hopefully uh, attempting to make the playoffs to a team in the Eagles that should be a playoff team that should uh, you know win a game in the playoffs. A lot of people think, at least the futures market expects that as well. Yeah, Lions, by the way, they've covered seven straight home games. I'm just saying, uh, Eagles better be careful. Lions, I think the Lions are going to lose that game, 
but they're going to be it's going to be really close and maybe come down to a final field goal or you know a pick six that Jared Goff throws hopefully that's not the case but that's going to be an interesting game one you mentioned obviously a big game against Carson the commander and week two against your squad that'll be an easy win for the Lions but you know something that I really like uh, Troy offering and if people don't know where to go I've mentioned obviously on my show a lot click on the Detroit Lions markets and you've got you know yes to make the playoffs no to make the playoffs Division finishing positions, games won in the regular season. Of course, the main win total is six and a half, over minus 134, under plus 110. But I, I'll tell you, Troy, I wanted to ask you if you've seen any significant action on the Lions finishing second in the division. They're four to one to finish second, they're nine to one to win it, they're plus 165 to finish third, and plus 145 to finish fourth. My thought process that I've kind of laid out on, on this on the Detroit City cast is this. Bears are going to be terrible. Vikings could be okay. They could be really good. They could be not that great. So they're kind of a, a team that's got a bunch of different possibilities. Packers probably should win the division. But the Lions could be a breakout. Lions win seven, eight, nine games. That could be enough to be second in the division if the Vikings have a, kind of a rough year. The Bears obviously are terrible, like many think they are. Have you seen anything you know, significant in the last month or so on the Lions, you know, finishing second and four to one. I love the, as you mentioned, it's all about value. I always preach that on my show. To me, that is tremendous value. Lions four to one to finish second in the NFC North. Well, unfortunately, no, uh, only because there's the same amount, essentially, of, of bets on the Lions to finish first, second, or third. Um, just there's one bet separating, uh, there's as many bets for them to finish first and third. Uh, and then one last uh, to finish second. But there's more money for them to finish second than first or third. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I think uh, people are optimistic. And like we talked, they're in a good spot to go from the seller to uh, maybe not the, the uh, penthouse, but at least closer. And that's where you can catch a good value, like you said. Yeah, when you look at the win total, you know, we've kind of tracked this throughout the summer. You know, there's a lot of alternate win totals at Bet Rivers. You can do the five and a half over minus 240, under plus 190. As I mentioned, the main one is six and a half over minus 134, under uh, plus 110, and then over seven and a half plus 160, under minus 200. What, what, where are we seeing, you know, the win total, the six and a half at? Uh, I know going back when we talked a month or so ago, uh, you know, the Lions, you know, over six and a half was getting a, a pretty decent amount of money 70% of the money, 85% of the tickets. Are we in a similar area right now as we get set for the season to start? Yeah, uh, we, we've actually gone an uptick in uh, over six and a half, uh, and, and that has climbed in terms of total money. Um, you know, right now it's the eighth most wagered on uh, team market of any type, um, uh, not including futures in terms of uh, uh, you know, where they'll finish or what they'll win, but in terms of any sort of team prop um, or win total over under, uh, it's, like I said, the, the seventh most wagered on, um, and it, it, it's... Uh, you know, it's stayed pretty steady uh, in, in the percentage of people betting on the over than the under. Uh, more often than not, people are, as we mentioned, you know, no, no one lives to, to bet the unders. So instead of betting under six and a half, they're more likely to bet over five and a half. Uh, I, that's something I found uh, in just, uh, especially now that we offer uh, alternate lines for uh, basically every uh, win total and, and team prop. Um, so, you know, they're, you won't see as much on the split from over to under because people would rather bet on a lower uh, over. And yeah, you right. you, you may it, because there are enough people who aren't the value shoppers there. They're looking for the number, not the price, uh, and so they want to guarantee a win. So they'll take a less price. Um, and so I think that's what you're seeing more of. Where we're seeing more overs in five and a half, more overs in six and a half, more overs on seven and a half uh, than we are 
um, unders on those just because people are, would much rather be on the over because they're betting on their team or they're hoping for a positive outcome, which we all can can appreciate, hoping for a positive outcome. Absolutely, my friend. Uh, before we get out of here, thanks so much for your time as always. I just can't believe football is here. It's the best. A couple of props I wanted to run through with you, starting with uh, head coach of the year. You got Kevin O'Connell and Brandon Staley, 14 to 1, at Bet Rivers. Dan Campbell, Nick Sirianni as well, 15 to 1, and then also defensive rookie of the year, A. Nutson. Now, with Thibodeau being hurt, he was plus 550. I gave it out months ago, or well, two months ago. Uh, and I said, bang it. It's now down to 450. And he's really had a good preseason. We'll see if he starts the regular season well. What kind of action are we seeing on Hutchinson, uh, defensive rookie of the year, and, and Dan Campbell, coach of the year? A uh, ton of action on Hutchinson for rookie of the year. I mean, uh, he's the most popular pick by bets. He's still the most popular or the most wagered on uh, pick by total money. Um, you know, uh, I, I think that's a lot of expectation. You know, it, that isn't always the case for rookie of the year, that the, the, the top right. odds guy. Um, but I think, you know, Thibodeau was probably going to be his stiffest competition because he is the, one of the flashiest. Um, you know, for defensive rookie of the year especially, uh, it's numbers. And how do you get numbers? Uh, sacks, fumbles, interceptions. Uh, you know, so, um, you know, a guy who's just an excellent inside linebacker um, may not get it. Unless, you know, you're Mick, Mick Parsons, um, <laughs> who, who also had, you know, a bevy of interceptions and fumbles and, and things like that. Uh, for right. Coach of the Year, it's a, a much smaller market for us. Um, you know, we don't offer in every state. So uh, it's no surprise that Sirianni and uh, Campbell are two of the leaders in terms of money and bets. Um, but, you know, I think they're both in positions that, again, it's like, especially in college, and I studied a lot of college, uh, you know, basketball and football, um, and who typically wins a coach of the year? It's either the team that went undefeated and right. repeated or the, the, the coach Huge who got his run. team from four wins to eight wins. Uh, so you look at, at coaches in positions like that, and I think Dan Campbell and Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia are two coaches who fit that perfectly, given how their offseason has gone and the you know the relative league or, or the divisions around them. And I think in the case of the Eagles, uh, uh, you know it, it should come no surprise that uh, the NFC East most of the the futures to win the Super Bowl they're as low as they can get um, in terms of backing. No one has any faith uh, other than the Eagles. You know, the Cowboys have gone down. The odds have gone down. So. Um, I think that, you know, you look at those two coaches as as not surprised to see the public backing that, even though it's, you know, only in select markets. Troy, you're a fountain of information, a fountain of knowledge, and a hell of a guy. Uh, do we have a look headline for Washington Lions week two? Because you and I have to make some kind of – well, what is Washington known for? Uh, I guess bad politics and, like, cream pies? What can we bet? Because I'll, I'll get you some Coney Dogs here in Michigan, which are super famous. Uh, what, what, are, what are you going to put up? From the Washington area, so I mean, maybe so I, maybe a a, a a replica of the Constitution. I I always hate that because so DC like I'm from technically Maryland, but like I grew up on the border of D, like literally a, a a par three away from the uh, DC line. Went to high school in DC, born in DC, but dad's from DC. But so usually in these food bets, people go Maryland, which is crab cakes. Crab cakes are delicious. Um, I'm not as Maryland crab cakes and football as everyone, but uh, but then what I've noticed is, and we're getting on a tangent here, but when politicians from D.C., especially like the mayor of D.C., uh, right. and people want to like uh, define D.C.'s food, and they 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 go with the half smoke, and it's like a the hell is that? It's, like a, it's a sausage on a hot dog bun, and they, it's like a sweet and sour sauce or something, and everyone's like, yeah, D.C. is known for the half smoke. I'm like, yeah, our, our like famous tourist dive place to go at two o'clock in the morning near all the bars they serve chili dogs and half smokes and i'm like 
that's not our it's good but it's not like dc's a food town we have nice restaurants like i don't i guess crab cakes is what i'm trying to say all right guess what we're gonna do this forget the food i want a replica of the constitution a la national treasure and i will give you a slew of coney dogs i'll get them for there's a good shipping thing here where you can get them frozen and, and, and they're like you know flash flash frozen so they're just as fresh as normal well what is the look ahead line on washington detroit we have one yeah uh it's right now it's washington minus one and a half uh over under right, i'll take the line straight up I'll, i don't even worry about the points straight up Cody Dogs for National uh, Constitution Republica? Good? Yeah, that works for me. I mean, I, I don't know if I can guarantee that. I can probably get you some uh, of the souvenir uh, M&Ms from the White House. Like, I have it in there. Um, so okay. Can, yeah, I can at least get well, Or you could just break in and just get me the real Constitution. I mean, you look like you're as good looking as Nick Cage, so why don't you just get that done? Well, uh, they've heightened security because you know that... The National Treasure is based on a true story. So, uh, based on totally, I mean, totally, obviously, those those caverns with pride of the president, those are totally true, totally true story. Troy, you're a true hero. Love you, my man. Can't believe football is here. I'm so excited, and thank you so much for the time. As always, can't wait to check in with you throughout the season. You have such great information for all uh, the listeners of the Detroit CityCast out there, and I know people are so fired up to start betting college and pro football, and especially here in the state of Michigan. So, thanks so much for your time. As always, absolutely, I'm glad to join anytime. Great stuff, as always, from Troy Mocker. Love having him on. He'll be on for, with us much of the season uh, to just give us all the different information that comes on his end. It's really stuff you can kind of add into with what I give you and, and your own handicapping and help us make a lot of money during this football season. Programming note on the Throne on Thursday show, my girl Angelique Shangalis, the angel of the Big House, will join us to preview Michigan season. We'll get to that coming up on Thursday. Until then... Keep reaching for the stars, believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch. Cowards, football's back. Out.